Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Friday, August 23rd, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Give Dr. Mike O'Neill a call, 317-849-2933. He's been my dentist for 26 years. I love my visits to the office. Got a text today saying I'm due for a cleaning. I couldn't have been happier because it's time well spent. It's time well invested, 317-849-2933. Indiana's basketball schedule has been released. Let's go over it a little bit, at least the portion that is going to be played in November. Uh, All in Bloomington, you've got Western Illinois, Portland State, North Alabama, Troy, Princeton, Louisiana Tech, and South Dakota State. Win, 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 win. 7-0. By the time we turn the calendar to December, and then it gets a little bit more difficult with a game in the Big Ten ACC Challenge between Indiana and Florida State at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Then you're at Wisconsin. Then you've got UConn in the Jimmy V Classic. Nebraska at Simon Scott Assembly Hall on December 13th. Notre Dame in the Crossroads Classic. Arkansas to round out the non-conference schedule. That's another six games. All right. Indiana should, at the very least, win three of those. You split those three, you run 7-0 and in November. That's 10-3 and to start the season before you really get deep into the Big Ten schedule. Those final 18 games in the Big Ten, you play two in December, and then the other 18 in January, February, and March. I think Indiana looks pretty good to win at least 20 games. If they go 10-3, and in the non-conference portion of the season, wait a second, then they'd go, yeah, I think they can go then 10 and 8 the rest of the way in the Big Ten. So 10 and 3, 10 and 8, that's 20 and 11, that's going to the NCAA tournament. There you go. Good news for Hoosier fans. The Indianapolis Colts are going to play tomorrow night at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Chicago Bears. I think Harry's going to ask a question about that or two in the next couple of minutes. So let's wait for that uh, to talk specifically 
about that game. High school football tonight, getting ready to roll the openers all over the state of Indiana. Some of the best, uh, Ben Davis at Brownsburg, Burbuff at Chittard, Carmel at Louisville Trinity. Kick Trinity's ass, Greyhounds. Let's go. Garen Catholic at McCutcheon, Cathedral at Noblesville, LC at HSE, New Pal at Kokomo. And congratulations to Bud Wright, who's going to enter his 54th year as a head coach at Sheridan tonight as they travel to Western Boone. Pike at Zionsville as well. Um, In a little bit, we're going to hear from Frank Reich, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. But first, let's turn it over to Harry for some questions on this lovely Friday in central Indiana. Hey, if you got no place to go, head out to Wolfie's out on Geist. They got a beautiful back deck. They got music. I'm going to be there. A lot of people are going to be there. We're going to have a great time. You, of course, are more than welcome. So let's turn it over to Harry, a stranger to bars. He is not. How you doing, Harry? Oh, I'm doing great, Canilra. I'm headed to a bar as we speak. Richard, my driver, is hauling ass down Lakeshore Drive in beautiful Chicago as the Cubs get ready to take on the Washington Nationals. I'm going to be at my bar at the corner, basically the corner, of Addison and Sheffield, a little bit south of Addison. But you get the idea. How about we have some questions for you today? Number one, are the Colts right to sit out Jacoby Brissett tomorrow night against the Chicago Bears? Oh, you're damn right they are. I mean, what happens if Jacoby Brissett gets hurt. I know he's a tank. I know he's tough to bring down. I know he's hard to hurt, but he takes time back there in the pocket. And if you're not going to start the starting offensive lineman for the Colts, you're going to put Brissett behind a makeshift offensive line and hope he doesn't get hurt. You already know that you're not going to have Chad Kelly as a quarterback on your roster the first two weeks of the season because of his suspension for his Halloween skullduggery a year ago. And if you're if you have any doubt whatsoever about Andrew Luck's availability for the opener, I frankly I think he's going to play. But if he doesn't, and you put Jacoby Brissett at risk these final two preseason games, you are a straight up idiot. And Frank Reich is not an idiot, so he's going to sit this game tomorrow night. He's going to sit out on Thursday because they got to have a quarterback to play in Los Angeles against the Chargers. So Philip Walker is going to get some run, but I hope not too much. Have Chad Kelly play a gob Saturday night and then the following Thursday night because you don't care if Chad Kelly gets hurt. If Chad Kelly gets hurt, you know what? Tough toenails. That's okay. That's not going to ruin your season. You're not staring down the barrel of 0-2 because Chad Kelly gets hurt. He's already lost to you those two games. So if there's any question about Andrew Luck and his availability for the opener in Los Angeles, you cannot play Jacoby Brissett these last two games. Because, again, if Brissett gets hurt, you've got one ambulatory quarterback who can play in Los Angeles, and that is a, uh, that's Philip Walker. Now, if Philip Walker gets hurt, that's almost not any better, right? Because then you've just got Jacoby Brissett. If either of those two guys get hurt, in either of the final two preseason games, you got to go get another quarterback. And the Colts, they don't want to invest another roster spot in another quarterback. They don't want to invest any money in another quarterback. They want to ride with these guys, and they hope that Chad Kelly, they aren't going to miss him the first two games of the regular season. But, of course, you've got to sit Jacoby Brissett, and I'd I'd make sure that Philip Walker does a lot of sitting himself. Prudence, that 
that's what you're looking for from this coach coaching staff, Ganilrath. I think that would have been the word to use. Let's be prudent here. All right, number two was Indiana University right to invest a third scholarship in a kicker. Well, here's the deal, Harry, and I don't want to kick on this guy. You know, Nate Snyder, good kid, but he is the third kicker under scholarship for Indiana University. You've already invested one in Logan Justice, who's going to be the starting kicker. And then you've also got Charles Campbell, a former five-star kid out of the state of Tennessee. He's got a scholarship, too. So you gave one to Nate Snyder. Yesterday, you had Pat McAfee announce it on the big screen at Lucas Oil Stadium as the uh, Indiana Hoosiers prepared at Lucas Oil for their game a week from Saturday against uh, Ball State. And so you've got three kickers under scholarship. I don't know whether it was a mistake, but you only get 85 scholarships. How do you have three invested in kickers? When you have three invested, I don't think there are any more than three scholarships invested in IU quarterbacks. So you've got as many scholarships invested in kickers as quarterbacks. I never heard of that in college football. Now, I don't like scholarships sitting around remnant, all right, that you haven't filled. So if you've got to pick somebody to get a scholarship, hey, you know what? Okay, give it to the kicker. As long as it comes off the books at the end of this year, i got no problem with it. I don't believe that Nick Saban has ever utilized a scholarship on a kicker, at least not when he's at Alabama. Nick Saban, pretty smart guy. Scholarships are the most precious resource that you have as a coach. And to have three kickers on scholarship just seems a little bit weird. I'm not going to second guess it. You know what? For Indiana University, maybe that's the right formula. I have no idea. But uh, this kid and his family, the Snyder kid from Center Grove, his family, they don't have to write big giant checks for him to go to Indiana this year that's a win for the family and wins for the family are wins overall from a strategic standpoint i'm not going to second guess tom allen because i don't know what discussions have gone on in the room but three scholarship kickers on your roster i think it's unprecedented in the annals of college football all right numbers i think it's a good thing hell's bells you know who's the 85th kid on your team, for God's sake. Are you going to win games because of an 85th kid? I don't know. Number three, is Mike Roberts going to be bringing glory back to old IU? Who's Mike Roberts? What? Oh, he's the new assistant coach. He was the kid back in the day who was a walk-on from 01 to 05 or something, something like that. Is Mike Roberts going to bring glory back to old IU? You know, and it can't hurt to bring a little locality back to the Indiana Hoosier program. Uh, Archie Miller has not had, other than Derek Elston, who, who's had kind of a non-staff role, a non-assistant coach. You get three assistant coaches, you get a dobo. Right. Derek Elston has been behind those guys doing whatever it is that he does. Mike Roberts, for the last eight years, has been at North Carolina Greensboro and has been the associate head coach there for the last few years. So he's coming in here with a lot of experience. He coached under Bob Knight. He was recruited to Indiana by Bob Knight. So you know what, Mike Roberts, he's got a tether kind of to the past of IU and understands Indiana basketball very, very well. I applaud Archie Miller for for bringing a guy back to Monroe County who's familiar with it. I would have 
hated to see a guy come in who, you know, some guy who's got, uh, I've got a, a, a senior in high school and I'll bring him to IU with me. And he's a, a five-star recruit. I hate that kind of business. I don't like say, uh, oh, we're going to get this guy because he's plugged in on the East Coast. He's a big New York guy. So we're bringing him to Bloomington. I don't like that either. I think bringing in Mike Roberts is a good thing for the program. I like bringing Indiana guys back to Indiana. So I do think ultimately it's a good thing. But is it going to bring glory back to IU? I have no earthly idea. We can only hope, right? Canel Reps. All right. Number four, which team playing tomorrow night at Lucas Oil Stadium has a, hey, Dutchie, get the. Take your hand off my thigh. (laughs) I'm in performance mode here. This kind of performance mode, not that kind of performance mode. And pour me a cocktail, for God's sake. All right, which team playing tomorrow? Sorry for the distraction. And Lucas Oil Stadium has the best chance to play in the Super Bowl. You know what? I think it's going to be the Colts. The Colts have the best chance because they've got the best quarterback in their division. And I think in the NFC North, the Bears actually have the worst quarterback in that division. So I think the Colts have a hell of a chance of getting to the playoffs and moving through the playoffs, assuming that Andrew Luck is healthy. If Andrew Luck is not healthy, all bets are off. The Chicago Bears, yeah, they got a stud-filled defense, but it's being led by Chuck Pagano. We saw what that did here in Indianapolis from 2012 through 2017. But they've got Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, and we don't know at this point whether Mitch Trubisky is going to be a quality starting quarterback in the NFL or not. Look at that division in the NFC North. You've got, uh, you've got Cousins, you've got Stafford, and you've got Rodgers. Those guys, you know what? You got one Hall of Famer in there and two guys who are really, really good. I think top 12 quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe the best quarterback division in all of the uh, National Football League. For the AFC South, where the Colts play, you've got Andrew Luck, and, and with him, you've got Nick Foles, eh. Marcus Mariota, meh. And you've got Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was pretty good last year, had a QBR of 61.8. You have a guy like Andrew Luck, whose QBR was a career best 69.6 last year. If Andrew Luck's healthy, I expect to see him take a step in the positive direction, not regress to the mean. I think that the Colts, with a healthy Andrew Luck, are going to be the surprise team in the Super Bowl and represent the AFC. I don't believe that's going to be the case for the Chicago Bears. All right, good news for Indy. Bad news for the Windy City. Number five. You had a little bike wreck earlier today, Camille Red. <laughs> What's it like to feel like a dumbass again? You know what? It felt absolutely great. There's no doubt that guys like me having a bike wreck, absolutely idiotic. I'll take you through kind of what happened. There was a guy in the middle of the bike path walking. He looked like kind of a guy rehabbing from some kind of cardiac issue. He was walking very slowly. He was a big fella. So I didn't enter the bike path from the uh, intersection. I went beyond it on the side of the road and then tried to go around the guy and then cut onto the bike path. But the bike path had been recently repaved, and there was a big ridge heading to the bike path that I didn't really see. 
and I tried at the last minute to kind of get the angle right so I could go straight up. It didn't work out. The wheels came out from under me. I fell on my elbow and my knee, and I thought it was glorious because it has been a long time since I've felt physical pain of any kind. I haven't been injured in a really, really long time, and I haven't fallen off a bike in forever. So falling off the bike, you know, you think maybe you forget how to do it safely, right? So I fall off the bike, and everything slows down just like it did when I was a kid. Everything gets slow, and I'm falling, and I'm falling, and I think, okay, what do I want to hit first? I want to hit as flat as I can and on as many body parts as I can so one part of my body doesn't absorb all the shock. So I hit with my shoulder, my elbow, my wrist, my hip, and my knee. Most of the damage was done to my elbow and my knee, they are both bandaged. I put my wife, told, I called my wife. I said, what do I do? I got to clean this out. Uh, hop in the shower, rinse everything off, then put Perel on the uh, wounds and then cover it with some kind of bacitracin or some kind of antibiotic uh, ointment. I said, okay. So that's what I did. I got to tell you the truth. You put Purell on an open wound, you are in for two minutes of absolute agony. And all I kept thinking about was Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse, where he's getting staples put into a knife wound by the great Kelly Lynch in, uh, in the hospital. And she says, oh, I'm going to give you a local. He said, not necessary. She says, what? You like pain? And he looks at her and says, pain don't hurt. And I kept thinking, pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. And all the while, I hear this noise out of my mouth. Ow! Ow! So I, I guess pain did hurt. I did not hear that coming out of the mouth of Patrick Swayze during the filming of Roadhouse. So I guess as a man... Even though that's fictional and he wasn't really getting staples, I am somewhere beneath uh, Patrick Swayze. But feel like a dumbass? I absolutely did. I was a dumbass. I fell off the bike, and that's absolutely life. Harry, thanks for bringing up such a sore subject. Hope you have a great day. Go Cubs! Oh, exactly, Gnilras. Go Cubs, indeed. We'll talk to you next Friday, for God's sake. Take that away from my... Don't put that over my nose. <laughs> What's the matter with you? All right, there you go. That's uh, Thanks very much to Harry for spending some time with us. Let's hear from Frank Reich. He spoke to the media yesterday. This is before we found out that Jacoby Brissett wasn't going to talk, but some interesting stuff from Frank Reich yesterday. Okay, final uh, wrap-up for the, for the Bears, and uh, good, sharp, crisp practice. We, today we, we do a lot of red zone, um, a little two-minute today, so it's good practice. Frank, you talked yesterday about rushing numbers that you like data-wise. Do you care to share some of those numbers or stats that you look to running-wise? Um, the predominant one that I've looked at is, you know, when you look at the final four teams who, who are in the stretch at the very end, they're typically top five rushing teams. Um, in yards per carry? No, just in, in yards rushing. And then there is some nuances to that, you know, as far as how to how I interpret some of it. It's not like everything else. It's the statistics are, um, you know, I look at them. I look at the numbers, the raw, just the raw data, and then I put put them in context. There are some contextual things that I would apply to it that will either move something up or down on that list for me. Frank, I get you not wanting to list every player who's not playing Saturday, but there's one position that's a little bit different. <laughs> Is Jacoby playing Saturday? 
Yeah, no, and I, I appreciate that question, but yeah, I really don't want to list the. I really don't want to list it. It'll all come out. You know, we're just more policy, not to start listing it out. Who, who's not playing? You won't see most of the ones. With Philip specifically, what have you seen from him so far, and what does he need to do over the next few days to keep his Um Yeah, I think with both Philip and Chad, I think you know it's just play good football, play good football, um, run the offense. Um, do the little things right. Um, avoid the big miss, you know. And when I say that, not the incompletion, but the big mistake. And uh, and move the chains and and just show a command. And I think our guys have. I think both those guys have done that. So uh, I'm encouraged with the progress that they've made. Frank, is there a fine line between having your team ready to go for the seventh um, and then Versus, you know, resting them and not playing them uh, very much throughout the preseason. And where do you find that uh, the, the right spot? Yeah, I think um, what, there's, yeah, there's a fine line. I would, I would agree with you. There's a fine line. Um, however, what is what I, what gives me confidence in doing that is how much game speed work we've had, how much situational work we've had. I think the big difference these days compared to a few years back. I think teams have gotten better and better at getting ready for situational football um, and applying that stuff. That's really the stuff that the games show. And so we do an immense amount of third down work, red zone work, two-minute work, all the way in the offseason. You know, we get all the little plays, all the little situational plays, end of game plays. Um, teams, and I know we really emphasize this, we really emphasize this as an offense and a defense, and we put ourselves in those in so many of those situations um, that we feel confident and ready to go. Frank, how has um, Andrew's rehab changed maybe over the last couple of weeks now that he has gotten away from maybe the last time he had to step back up a great month? Um, you know, I think his rehab is just, he's tried to, you know, just continue to make progress. You know, just make progress. So that's the key. Is there any? And I know you probably aren't here yet, but have you discovered that there's potentially any risk of further damage in it if he plays at less than 100 percent? Yeah, I mean that that's something that I'll let the doc, you know, let the let the doctors address. Um, you know, that's that's continuing to be evaluated. Break on the running game. Your offense is about being multiple and being able to attack. Is that isn't that part of why you want to be good at? Running attack too, just making your offense even more multiple. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think a big part of um, good offensive football is you know dictating the tempo, and so you can dictate the tempo and you can keep a team off balance by being multiple. And um, and I just think there's something about running the football. There's something about running the football um, that creates an attitude on the team that keeps teams honest. Um, and that, you know, it's not old school. Like, I don't believe you have to run to establish the play-action game. I don't believe you have to run to establish the pass. I'm not in that, I'm not in that school. I just think you want to be able to, when we talk about dictating the tempo, run when you want to run it and pass when you want to pass it. That's when you're really in control. It, it helps in terms of if you can run it, you get single high safety. It makes passing easier too, right? Yeah, no doubt. You know, no doubt. I mean, you get down the heavier, you know, the better you run it, the the closer everybody gets to the line of scrimmage, opening things at the second and third level, and then the play action can open some of that stuff up. So um, those those are all true. I also find that, you know, running the football, 
usually the teams that are good in the red zone uh, can can run the ball, and because it gets harder to throw it in the red zone. And so if you're just a kind of quote unquote pass only team in quotations, then I find that those teams tend to struggle a little bit more in the in the red zone. At least that's been my personal experience. The teams I've been on where we've been good running teams, um, that's when we were the best in the red zone. Tell me if I'm wrong here, Frank. If Jacoby sits on Saturday, that would lead one to believe that you guys are saving him for the regular season. Am I wrong to think that? Uh, no, we, you know, there's it's been, conversation you have to have. yeah, I mean, that, that would be a logical, that would be a logical conclusion, but, um, but right now there's been no determination made on anything at this point. So, um, you know, when that determined, if we felt like we had to do that, but regarding Jacoby status or Andrew's yeah, regarding Jacoby status, okay. you know, at some level, at some level where we want to protect Jacoby anyway, to be honest with you, I mean, regardless of Andrew's status, Right, because in theory, even if Andrew's playing Week One, you know, you still he still hasn't taken a lot of reps, and so you got to keep you got to. We're still going to protect Jacoby anyway. Frank, is Tyquan Lewis dealing with an injury right now? I don't think we've seen him the past couple of days. Yeah, no, he is. He's you know he's worked. He's got a knee thing that's bothering him. We don't think it's going to be anything serious, but we're just being being safe and you know letting him get back to full strength. Frank, based on the, the data you were talking about looking at in the running game. Do you find that, that those teams, that, that, is that more of a committee teams or teams that have kind of a feature rack or workhorse back? You know, my, my latest reference was when I was in Philadelphia, for example, in 2016. Um, we had a good team, but, you know, we weren't a playoff team. 2017 um, was completely by committee. And two games into the season, it wasn't looking, you know, we didn't run the ball in the first two games of the season. And... It wasn't looking good. I mean, it was the sky was falling, and when we circled the when when we circled the wagons, it was let's double down on the run game. That's what's that's what's going to win games for us, and that's what we did. And so, uh, that's compelling firsthand experience evidence of what it, you know. It's not the only evidence, but that was a very compelling evidence to me. Frank, um, when you signed Chad Kelly. Um, in terms of what you had seen of him playing quarterback, what questions did you have? And, and now that you've seen enough of him or some of him, you know, how, how have those questions have been addressed? Um, you know, I think the, tra- the, the you know the biggest question was off the field. You know, off the field. And I know Chad's a good person. I mean, but he had had a few incidences off the field, and um, how to get those? You know, has can't have those can't have those. And so um, would he be the, the quote-unquote model citizen that we all, you know, that we all want in this building? And he's been that. I mean, he's been that A to Z in every way. And so feel, and he's worked hard um, as far as a player. I always knew Chad had that kind of play playmaker in him. You could see that in his college tape. You know, he, he can ad lib and he just has a way and a knack of making plays. And but can you consistently learn and grow in an offense? And I think he's shown some progress there as well. I know you're not really okay, looking at the results in the preseason, but from an evaluation standpoint, having two games in the fourth quarter that have been one score games, does it help just seeing those guys in those situations? No doubt. I mean, we like the competitive games. It, you know, it feels, you know, the situations that come in, uh, that come up, plays under pressure. 
Um, and so every, every bit of that is helpful. And, it's, you know, when it's a close game, competitive game, as you said, it, I think it helps those situations. There's Frank Reich from yesterday. This sports, nothing but sports on a Friday. I'm headed over to Wolfie's at Geist. Going to have a great time if you feel like it. Come on and join me. Join Julie and I as we are over there. The back deck opens at about 6 o'clock. They got music at 8. It's going to be a great night. The weather is gorgeous. We earned this. Enjoy it, Central Indiana. Monday morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live and available throughout the day, of course. And then at 8.15, we've got it on Periscope Live. It's a show so nice we do it twice. All of this stuff available on SoundCloud, iTunes, thegrillingtruth.net, all that stuff. Enjoy at your leisure and uh, have an absolutely fantastic weekend. Hope to see you tomorrow night at Lucas Oil Stadium, if not tonight, at Wolfie's. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.